This is your pal Daffy Duck, and you're watching. You're watching. We're watching. You're watching fanboy. 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 A fanboy, etc. Fanboy Nation. God, I assume Tom. This man is a two-time world kickboxing champion, an eighth-degree black belt in karate, an athletic trainer, celebrity bodyguard, bounty hunter, businessman, pro wrestling veteran. God knows what else is on the resume that we haven't gotten even into yet. Came back to win his title shortly after uh, open heart surgery and is now in the fight for his life waiting for a heart transplant but still going strong. Dan Magnus, how are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Well, all things considered, uh, you know, you doing good. I mean, you're hooked up to a bunch <laughs> of machines right now, but... Yeah. You know, you're still I'm, driving, I'm, I'm driving these doctors nuts because I have... You know, they say I'm in heart failure, I need a, a heart transplant, but I got a bike in the intensive care room, I ride it 30 minutes a day. Uh, they walk you around the hallway, and most people just walk two or three. Yesterday I walked 20. That the, that the two uh, nurses that have to walk with you, one with a wheelchair and one with uh, holding the other things, were sweating. They look like they were dying. They're like... <laughs> Man, we're picking straws on who's going to walk you. <laughs> so it's like, you know, so it's, it's pretty funny, you know, because I have no symptoms. Now, I'm not breathing hard and everything. It's just, you know, but the test shows that my heart's weak. So they say, you know, we have to wait. We're going to get you a good heart. Uh, they've had two offers already, but they weren't strong enough. So, you know, I just got to wait till they get a heart strong. It's, it's really weird. Usually when you're having a heart transplant, you take whatever you can get. But with me, it's a totally different. I'm on the top of the list, but they got to find me a heart that's strong enough to to do what I do. Yeah. It's pretty funny. Well, I mean, you yeah. sit there, you have a bike in there. Uh, you know, your girlfriend Tracy Meltzer, a former Glow Girl, also known as Roxy Astor, brought you your <laughs> boxing gloves, and they took. And one of the nurses took a photo of you hooked up to all the machines. We could see the pacemaker in your chest and gloves on, and you were ready to step in the ring. Yeah. Well, she brought me the gloves just to keep me motivated. And then I sent her a picture with the gloves on. I've actually been shadow sparring a little bit. I guess got to be careful I don't pop the wires out, you know. But, uh, you know, it's who I am. You know, I already have a thing where uh, when I have the new uh, heart, I'm going to train like I'm going to fight again. And, you know, the guy who's the head of the PKA where I was champion uh, called me up and goes, I'm waiting for after you have the heart surgery, you call me up to say, set up the fight. <laughs> and, I, and believe me, I'm thinking about it. You know, the only thing that would stop me from fighting is if the athletic commission won't let me fight, not because of my heart, but because of my age. Well, you know, Professional Karate Association, the PKA, uh, I'm sure would be more than happy to do it. And if they don't let you fight in the United States, Mexico is only a two and a half hour drive from where you live in yeah. LA. Yeah, you know, so right now I'm driving Tracy crazy. She's like, oh, great, good. You're already thinking of fighting. <laughs> well, hey, you, keeps me going. Hey, if you need a corner man, let me know. I'll be more than happy to hey. stand there for you. Yeah. But we're doing, we're doing a funny, uh, thing, uh, when I was, when I was walking and, you know, they have you, uh, with a person that has a wheelchair just in case, because most of the people get too dizzy and all that, but I'm walking so fast. So we're going to take a, a picture of uh, the nurse in the wheelchair and me pushing her. <laughs> well, I believe it. I mean, at some point, I think I joked with you the other day that we got to put all your equipment in a wagon just so you can go for a run. 
Yeah, it's it's crazy. Yeah. You know, so, but you know, I'm I'm feeling good. I'm just bored out of my mind. You know, if I stay in the hospital, I'm high high up in the list. You know, they say you're in the top five, but we can't. <clears throat> we gotta wait till that perfect heart comes in for you. So I was like, I'll wait. <laughs> Well, I mean, you still have this slight cough. Ever since I met you, um, you know, you've had this slight cough, and we've come to find out it's because of the heart condition that that you have uh, that that is just uh, you know a side effect of it. Um, right. Yeah, you know, but other you know, all things considered, I mean, you're extremely healthy. You know, when the doctors brought you in and they put you in the intensive care unit, because you know, when they say we're putting you in the intensive care unit, we're freaking out. We got to find you X, Y, Z. All this stuff. What's the reaction when they wheel you in a stationary bike? Well, you know, I was bugging him and bugging him. I need to work out. Do you have a like a little stationary thing I put my feet on and just roll? And they go, No, I have a stationary bike. I said, I'll take it. So they put it in and went, Okay, you know. And then uh, the first day they put it in, I did a half hour, and there I had like three doctors walk in to stare at me, and they're like. Uh, We've never had anyone do this in, a, in an intensive care unit before. You're riding a stationary bike. It, this is crazy. And I have weights in my hands. I have uh, heavy hands. So I have three-pound weights in my hands. I'm throwing punches and moving around. And now they come in and they just shake their head. The funniest thing is the people that are here that are waiting for heart transplants or, or waiting to get a pacemaker and all that, they look like they're on their deathbed, and when they they're almost forced to walk. When they pass my room, they look in and they just stop and go, "Why is he here?" <laughs> you know, <laughs> they don't get it. Right. They're, create, so. they're creating a uh, a jealous environment of oh, yeah. other people with pacemakers. Yeah, it's it's pretty funny. So. My whole thing I told Tracy is be prepared because when I come out, I'm going to train like a maniac and you're going to train with me. She goes, oh, great. <laughs> yeah. She goes, I don't know if I'll be able to keep up with you. And is, is this your way of trying to get her back into the ring while you're at it? Uh, no, you know, just, you know, just so I have someone to help motivate me a little bit. Get her, you know, where she's, uh, she's already like going, oh my god, you know, you're gonna be such a pain in the ass when you get out. <laughs> she's already talked, the doctor's already talked to her and said, you gotta learn to calm him down when he gets out of the hospital. He'll have a new heart, he'll be stronger and all that, but he's gotta take it easy, you know, at first till the heart gets used to his body. Normally it's, it's, it's your body getting used to the heart. With me, it's the heart getting used to my body. Yeah. And he goes, uh, we've, we've rarely had anybody like that. So, you know, I'll do what I have to do. <laughs> like, I've seen the picture of you with the gloves, and you look poised for a comeback. Uh, <laughs> but, you, but you also had other martial arts legends, you know, from, from the era prior to yours and yours. You know, Billy Blanks, uh, Don the Dragon Wilson, and so many others that sat there and use, are you now using you as motivation? Not only to train, but at least to sit there and go, maybe I should get my heart stronger or maybe, you know, help my clients get in better physical shape because I know Billy had Tai Bo and I think there's a resurgence of Tai Bo and all that coming along. Yeah. Well, you know, this is like my third heart surgery. So all these guys knew I had it. They're all like, it's amazing the way the karate world's just going, oh, it just sounds like typical Dan. <laughs> just it's like, 
he calls me the uh, Rudy of the martial arts, which at first didn't get because I never saw the movie. <laughs> <laughs> so here I'm like, I'm Rudy? Who the hell is Rudy? And he goes, watch the damn movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're too busy fighting and training to pay attention to have time yeah, for 90 minutes. Yeah, so it, it's pretty funny. But uh, like just right now, I'm bored out of my mind. I'm sitting here watching TV, and uh, yesterday they took the uh, the swan out of my neck to give it a rest before they put it in again, and I, I wasn't attached to anything, and I could actually move around. So I walked myself around the thing like twelve to twenty times, and they're like, "Dan, you know you've been walking for an hour." You know, I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, oh, God, what are we going to do with you? Where, you know, I usually when I have all the things in me, they have to walk with me because I have so many wires in me. Right. I feel like I'm, bi- you know, they, my nickname was the Bionic Man. Well, I feel like it now. There's not enough wires in me. Uh, I, I look like I'm hooked up to uh, ready for space. <laughs> well, the swan that goes into your neck, is this just to keep the blood pumping because you're no, no. This is a, a swan is a thing that they can get. You know, it's attached, goes through my neck, and it's attached to my heart, so they can give me all the medications that they need to give me straight to my heart. Wow. Yeah, you normally they, they do it to an IV. This thing is more specific, where the medicine instead of going through my, you know, blood to my heart, it goes directly into my heart. Okay. So which. And the other thing is, usually when they're on this medicine, people go, oh, they feel so much better. I feel the same. I don't feel any difference. They keep going, how do you feel? I feel the same before I even did this. I don't feel anything. I don't feel weak. I don't feel anything. I mean, maybe it's doing well, but when they took it off me yesterday, they go, how are you feeling? Feeling weak? No. In fact, I was doing more without the thing in me than I did when I had it in me. And they're like, okay, you're one strange person. You know, right. like right now they walked in and I had weights on the uh, on the uh, bed and I was mo- moving with the weights and they just they don't even say anything anymore. They just look at me and just shake their head. <laughs> I can I can laugh along with this because I've known you for about six seven years now, and this is what we've come to expect from you in the time that I that I've known you. So this just seems like an average Tuesday with Dan Magnus. Yeah. My only thing, my biggest, my biggest fear when I get out of the hospital is not that I'm going to do too much, is that Tracy's going to yell at me a lot. <laughs> I'm actually scared. Because <laughs> they went to a, they, they called her up because they always want to talk to the people. They go, you know, now you're going to have to make sure Dan doesn't go crazy. And she goes, oh, don't worry about it. Went, whoa. <laughs> right. They go, he's thick-headed. She goes, yeah, but I'm more stubborn than he is. <laughs> She's going to tie you to the chair once you get home. Uh, like, no, she's just got to give me the look that I give everybody else. <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, you know, she's prepared. I mean, she's by my side, and it's going to be a little different for me because my other two hearts are I had nobody. So it's going to be really, you know, I got to really be careful because I'm not used to people telling me what to do because right. I know how to do it myself. You know, and she'll know, she'll leave me alone, you know, and have me do it. She'll just keep an eye on me like crazy, but she knows when she can push my buttons and when she can't. Right. But, but everything that's going on now, what about your own flexibility? I mean, you know, I, I, oh, I remember I you got, just stretching uh, constantly, you know, uh, to stay uh, limber and now being in a hospital bed, 
you know, that's got to take its toll as well. Like, are you doing well, Tai Chi, you know, to keep the body uh, flowing? Well, I'm, I'm shadow boxing, you know, and kicking, you know, just making sure I don't pop the waters. The other, the first time I was doing straight, I was on the floor in a split and the doctors came in and they went, what the fuck are you doing? I went, I'm stretching. And they went, okay, one, I've never seen a guy stretch that much. And two, this is freaking us out, okay? So please let us know when you're going to do something. Because when they walked in, they couldn't see me. Because <laughs> I, was, I was behind the, uh, you know, the bed. And they're like, where'd Dan go? The machines are here. I see, and they're looking down, I'm in the split. And they're like, what are you doing? I said, yeah, my back's tight. I had to stretch my legs. And I went, okay, this is new. <laughs> so they're, they're loving me. They went, the thing about me being in shape is it, it threw me right in the top of the list for the heart transplant. Because they go, you know, you're like a guinea pig to us. Yeah, so it's like, okay, great, good. I'm always a guinea pig to somebody. <laughs> and what happens at this point? Are you going to get like a gorilla's heart or like, you know? That's what I said. Are you just going to go to the animal kingdom to get the human thing? And they're like, you know, it's, it's pretty funny, but, you know, I'm mentally, I told everybody, you know, I want to go with one thing at a time. One of the things is my mental thing. They have this thing called mindfulness that they try to teach everybody here. You know, it's like a meditation type thing mm -hmm. where you just, you know, relax the body and get your mind clear so you don't freak out. But I teach that. Okay. So now I'm the head of this uh, thing and uh, they're doing their, they like what I do instead of what they did. So they're changing it now, you know, uh, the way I do it. Of course. And the worst, the worst thing was they have a thing every, uh, every month on a Wednesday, they have a Zoom calling of people that are waiting for a heart and people that already had it so you can talk to them and all that. So I went on it for the first time. Mm -hmm. I had to hang up. I said, you know, no offense, guys, but I can't listen to you guys. Okay, the ones that don't have the, uh, are waiting for the heart or laying in bed look like they're dying. Okay, you're not really, you know, motivating me. The ones that have the heart, the new heart, are all out of shape. And they're all looking at me with disgust, like, oh, because, like, the first time I did it, I didn't know. I thought it was, you know, I'm not really good at computers. I didn't know they were going to see me on the Zoom thing. So I did the Zoom call while I was on the bike. <laughs> and they're like, the one way you went, are you on a bike? And I went, yeah. And she went, you're in a hospital? I went, yeah, I'm waiting for the heart. She went, uh, uh, okay, I can't even, I just got my new heart about 10 months ago, and I still can't do anything. I can walk maybe a block. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no. And then, you know, I didn't want to say anything because anything I said, they can't relate to. Mm -hmm. So I told the person who's in charge of the Zoom thing, I don't think I'm good for this thing. They're all, like, looking at me with disgust. Well, <laughs> so I mean, you're a professional yeah. athlete. You are, you are an eighth-degree black belt. You've owned martial arts studios. You've been a bounty hunter. I think the only person that you probably didn't work with was Dr. D. Schultz, tying it back <laughs> to professional wrestling since he did the same job uh, after he retired from that industry. Yeah, I know, I know him well. He was, uh, he's just a glory hound. You know, a nice guy, but 
he he did it more for publicity. He was like one of the worst bounty hunters there were. You know, he got more trouble with the police than he ever did for the bounty thing. That's just like Dog. Uh-huh. Dog the bounty hunter. He's like, okay, you're a bounty hunter in fucking Hawaii. <laughs> they're on an island, okay? And they're wanted, so they're already a list at the airport. They can't get off the freaking island because they're going to swim. If you can't find them, then, you know, they're, that's why he doesn't work in the mainland. Oh, I have the highest re- thing, retention of, of catching criminals. You're on a freaking island! <laughs> you know, I mean, if you can't find them and they're on an island, okay, you, you have problems. Right. <laughs> you know, you know, but he got, you know, because you know how, how he got famous though, right? Hmm. Not be- because he looked like Diamond Dallas Page. Everybody thought it was Diamond Dallas Page that was doing the bounty hunting. <laughs> Because he has the same hairdo as Dallas used to have when he wrestled. And everybody thought it was Paige. And that's why they watched it. And they went, God, you know, because he does look like Paige. Right. Or Paige looks like him. And that's why, you know, once he got the publicity, that's what went to his head. You know. <laughs> uh, but, hey, God bless him. You know, he, he made a name of himself. That's the whole thing. Right. You know. You can tell he's coming after you're a mile away, you know. Well, speaking of Paige, you know, he's got his DDP yoga. Are you going to give that a shot and, like, get in contact with your old, uh, you know, colleague to uh, be featured on DDP Live? It'll be... <laughs> yeah, I don't know. You know, he's just smart. They're using their publicity of who they are to promote it, you know. And it did help him a lot because he was, when he started wrestling, he was a manager. Right. And because he was six foot four, and that he was bigger than the wrestlers uh, that he was managing, mm-hmm. you know, uh, he, he he managed these two guys. I can't remember their names in the AWA, and he was ten, he was much bigger than them. So he said, "Why don't you just wrestle yourself?" So he went to the power plant in Atlanta and worked out like a maniac, and uh, became a wrestler. And he was like thirty eight or four, almost forty years old. Yeah. It was uh, it was Pat Tanaka and Paul Diamond from the Diamond right. Exchange. Yeah, Pat Tia. Yeah. yeah, and they were they were like midgets compared to him. <laughs> I talked to Pat you not know? too long ago, and Pat actually was just like, "Yeah, our manager was bigger than both of us." So, yeah, <laughs> but it worked. I mean, you know, he eventually hooked up with Scott Hall, and Hall was the Diamond Stud at the time, and I think they were maybe an inch or two uh, apart in height. Yeah. Uh, so, Paige is a really nice guy. He's uh, you know. And that, but he, you know, he knows what he can and he cannot do, and he knows how to give, you know, the name of the game is publicity, you know, and that's the whole thing. My, my thing now is to show that you can't, you know, no matter what your obstacles are, you're only limited by what you think you can and cannot do. And I, you know, everybody's going, oh, I can't even have a new heart. Yeah, I'm going to be stronger than I was when I, you know, had the other two heart surgeries, you know, so it's like, you can't, you know, you can't give up where you go, poor, poor me, because mm-hmm. then you're done. Right. Well, you know, you had two weak heart, you know, you had a weak heart and two surgeries with a weak heart and still became a two times world kickboxing champion. What does yeah. that say now that although, yes, you're older, you're going to have a younger, healthy heart when all this blow uh, is finally said and done? Well, the hardest part, if you know, if I want to fight again, 
I can get it through because I can get the doctors to override the athletic commission. It's the athletic commission. It's like when I had my <coughs> first fight after, uh, you know, my first home open heart surgery, uh, the Jersey State Athletic Commission didn't want me to fight, but the doctors at NIH overrode it. So they, people in Jersey, the athletic commission made the whole surgical team, this is so funny, the whole surgical team come to my fight in Atlantic City, paid for their hotel, gave them ringside seats, and I remember Dr. Blackadash was the head of the surgery, went, what do you think we're going to do if, if, if you fall in the ring? We're going to do heart surgery in the ring? <laughs> you know, I said, what are you complaining about? You got free, you know, everything here, you know, and, uh, Dr. McIntosh, who's retired now, you know, they talked to him still, and he talked to them and goes, okay, you just got to watch Dan, because he will do shit that you don't want him to do, but he'll do it anyway, so just let him do it. <laughs> right, <laughs> you know, right. he, he's, he's smart enough not to go crazy, but, you know, he's, uh, if you don't let him do it, he'll actually get worse. Right, like, like hook everything up to a giant pogo stick so you can skip rope while you're at it. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> You know, I'd jump rope if it wasn't for the wires. Right, I figured as much. I'm surprised you, you haven't know. turned the wires into the jump rope, like ask for extra long uh, cords. Let me tell you, every night, I got tons of wires hooked to me. Every night, they got to take them off and re-straighten them out because for some reason, they get all tied up. They look like I'm in the bondage thing when I'm in there, wake up in the morning. I'm like, what the hell did I just do to myself? <laughs> but, you know. So you're not making it easy, making it easy on the hospital staff, it looks like. Oh, no. No, they're just, they're just like, but they're like, in, in all of me, they're like, we've never had anybody like this. I mean, he goes, we've had some athletic people, but not doing what you're doing in intensive care. When they got out of intensive care, they did all this stuff. He goes, you're in intensive care doing this stuff. And it freaked them out at first. They were like, oh, we're going to get in trouble for giving him this bike and, you know, doing all this stuff. And then Tracy bringing me some weights and bringing my gloves. She just did it as motivation. And next thing I know, I'm, I got the gloves on and show us on. Then she brought me a picture when I won the world title the first time where I'm jumping in the air because I beat the guy, Tommy Williams, and I have it up on the wall, and every doctor or nurse that comes in goes absolutely nuts when they see it. And so, you know, it is what it is. So, uh, you, know. you know. With all of this, uh, you clearly have a spot in the Martial Arts Hall of Fame. We already know that. <laughs> but, yeah, well. You know, at some just, point. Go ahead. Jeff Smith and uh, Don Wilson and all that and going, okay, Dan, this is going to make you one of the most famous karate people in the world, but we just want you to know you're nuts. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and Jeff Smith goes, just tell him to interview me and I'll, you know, just say, he's the one that, that basically is promoting me more. And he's the one that told the whole karate world of, you know, I wanted to keep it kind of quiet till I got the heart until I knew I was going to get the heart surgery. Because mm-hmm. this is a little bit different, is that, you know, one, they're strengthening my heart, and I'm waiting for a heart, where the other two heart surgeries are they just fixed my heart. Right. You know, this waiting game. So I was going to just, before I put it out there, but Jeff was like, no, no, they should know now. <laughs> and when he put it out there, the I, I was, I've heard from world champions I haven't talked to in a while. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and no, they're just like, okay, this is typical Dan Magnus. <laughs> you know. 
So what does that do for your reputation in the karate world? I mean, you know, have you been contacted with Cobra Kai since it's the biggest show on Netflix and, you know, the, the biggest streaming show? Like, Well, the only problem with that is the people that run that thing are karate people. Right. You know, so, you know, they don't, they don't really know or, you know, I don't think they really care. Like, the karate people would go, you know, and all that. So, but, uh, you know, the whole thing of, uh, ESPN may be interested, you know, and finally do the whole story on me because I mean, this is the third, fourth heart surgery I'm having, you know, and this is the biggest one. Right. You know, before they repaired me, now they're just changing it over. And, uh, and it's funny, they're looking for a heart that's strong for me, not me that's strong enough for the heart. <laughs> so they go, you're, you're just ass backwards, Dan. Well, that, that seems to be the other thing. Um, with most people that have had heart surgeries, you know, there were people either with clogged arteries or, you know, various other situations. You know, the doctor tells them, try to stay away from too many cheeseburgers, don't go heavy into the junk food. What are they most worried about you? Because it's clearly it's not the unhealthy diet. No, what they're worried about me is I'm going to do too much till I can get it strong enough, you know, because they were like, we were already been warned by the other doctors that, you know, that makes you feel better. You start doing stuff. One, you can do stuff that normal people can't do. You can do stuff that athletes can't do, you know, and the way you, your mental thing is you press yourself harder than anybody we've ever seen, but you got to be careful, you know. And all that. You got especially with this thing because it's a little different. He goes, We gotta get your heart used to you. Normally it's you getting used to the new heart. They're saying with me, it's the heart getting used to me. <laughs> so it's like, okay. He goes, Yeah, we think it's weird too. <laughs> Everything is uh is weird in your situation, but if I didn't know you, I'd be like, This guy's so full of BS. But since I do know you, I was like, no, this story is really legit. Like the same thing with Art Davey when I got to hang out with him for a while, the founder of the UFC, and I read his book. And I told him, I said, Art, if I didn't know you as a person, I'd be like, this guy made up the whole story. It was bullshit. And then turn around and go, no, it's Art Davey. I really know that he's really like this. So it all makes sense. Yeah. You know, what it is is that, you know, most normal people, you know, they I mean, I'm, let me tell you, I'm, I'm a human being, I'm scared, you know, I just don't let it affect me, I make it like it's a fight, you get nervous, anybody who says they go into a professional fight and they're not scared or they're not nervous, they're liars, that's what keeps you going, you know, but you gotta overcome it, you know, and, and fight it, and not really fight it, but accept it, you know, my whole thing is like, there's people that always want to be fighters, but they don't accept that, hey look, I don't care how good you are, you're gonna get hit. If you don't accept that you're going to get hit and it's going to hurt, then don't fight. You know, my whole my whole thing is, you know, this is going to be a long road, but I've been down this road a couple times. I've been down this road when I trained for So to me, this, this heart transplant is like training for a title fight. You know, I'm training for a title fight, and then I'm going to come out the winner. And this is basically your fight camp is how you're treating it. Yeah, basically. You know, so, and the only thing is I got more, uh, you know, family support with, with, you know, Roxy and her kids and all that. You know, they're all watched out like a hawk. I mean, my biggest fear is not recovering from heart surgery, is having to listen to them. 
And I know your son yeah. was was working for the San Jose Sharks for for a while. I don't remember if he's still there or not. Yeah, he's still there. Is uh-huh. he like this is just how Dad is? Like I expect this at this point. Oh yeah, you know he's he's so used to because he you know he was young when uh, when I had my second heart surgery. He was like five, but when they came when he came in to see me, I had the tubes out of my stomach, and you know they were. Drain, drain tubes that were draining the excess blood that was in my chest. And my uh, wife at the time thought Brandon was going to freak out when he saw it. He thought it was the coolest thing in the world. <laughs> that when he saw when they took him out and he came in again, he's five, and he went, Dad, where are the tubes? Well, they took him out. Oh, I don't like those tubes. I'm like, sorry. <laughs> so, no. And now, and now, you know. I don't like them. And now he just, you know, he just knows how I am, and he expects it. He goes, you know, of course I'm worried about you, but I know you. Mm-hmm. You know, so he goes, you'll just go and start doing everything again. It's so funny, you know, when you have these kind of surgeries, most people have to push you to do something. Come on, Dan, you got to get up and walk. Come on, you know, you got to get up and do a little bit of exercise with me. They go, you got to calm down. <laughs> Which is, which is not normal for these doctors. They're going, <coughs> we're telling people, we're telling this guy not to do as much and we tell everybody else to do something. You know, we have to calm this guy down. Is, uh, are, are you eventually going to get a job at the hospital training people? You know, probably since you've practically lived there the last several months. Well, my big, my biggest thing is, and which is really hard here is that, uh, Basically, hold on one second. Sure. It was one of the doctors. Uh, they just did a kidney thing on me, and he goes, "Your kidneys are perfect." You know, even though I'm on this uh, LASIK, which drains the fluid, and uh, he goes, uh, "I saw your fight on uh, YouTube." He goes, "After your first heart surgery, he goes, holy crap!" He, he goes, "If you fight again, I want tickets." <laughs> so like, these doctors are going, "Oh, can I get tickets to your fight?" <laughs> Yeah. So it's pretty funny. But doctors come in here, and usually when they come in, cause they say they come in and talk to somebody, they have to encourage them and all that. When they come in here, they don't know what to say. Right. <laughs> They're like, uh, everything is good. Mm-hmm. I'm like, well, good. I'm happy. <laughs> so well, I've always been unusual anyway, so I wouldn't want it any other way. Well, so Yeah, that's what makes you a champion, though. Yeah. My biggest thing is I've lost, like, almost... 20 pounds, but a lot of it's water weight, you know, because of the thing there, but I've lost some muscle and all that because they won't let me, they won't let me bring in any heavier weights than three pounds. They go, no, Dan, because I have these, uh, power blocks. I was going to bring, have Tracy bring them in and they went, uh, we really don't want you lifting any kind of weights over 10 pounds, Dan. Okay. Do it when you get home. Okay. You're going to put us in the loony bin. Well, it's right there in the hospital, so they're already ahead of the game. Yeah, I know. But they, they go, every time they walk in here, they go, okay, what are you going to do now? He goes, we're usually walking in and the guy's laying in bed doing nothing. He goes, you're always doing something. It drives us crazy. <laughs> well, what you could do with your weight workout, and please, doctors, don't get mad at me for bringing this up, is that you could follow the European model, whereas, you know, in the United States, we're big on that 6 to 12 rep range, depending how heavy the weights are. The Europeans will take the super light weights and then just bust out a million more reps. And well, that's what I do. Yeah. So you work the type one fiber instead of the type two muscle fiber? Yeah. 
Yeah, because as a fighter, you don't want big muscles. If you have big muscles, you can't move. So you want endurance. Yeah, so I build the muscle up anyway by just doing tons and tons of reps. So you get that muscle endurance. Works for me. So as long as, you know, it works for me and I'm happy, that's all that matters. Because it's not all mindset. You know, yeah, I physically have to be ready for this, but mentally, you know, I'm I'm ready for anything. You know, it's going to be, you know, my whole thing is uh, I'm ready for this hard surgery. The hardest part is the waiting. You know, some people dread it. Oh, God, you know, when it comes, they're going to be nervous. I'm looking forward to it. I want to get it over with. Right. Well, you want to get home. You want to get back to your six-mile daily yeah. run. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and God knows what's going to happen with this new bird. I'll probably be able to fly. I think I'm Superman. <laughs> Well, you're going to put the rest of us to shame as you start training for a comeback fight. And, if, and yeah. when you go in front of the commission, call me because I want to sit there and watch that scene from Rocky Balboa where Rocky <laughs> the athletic commission. <laughs> but I want to see it in real, in real time. You're the second person that said that to me. Don Wilson said, it's like watching Rocky Five. <laughs> because everybody wants to be at this thing. I go, good, the more you champions that are there and say, let them fight, they'll let me fight. He goes, we should get Sylvester Stallone to sit next to you. <laughs> How great would that be, just that scene from Rocky Six? <laughs> that'd be funny, yeah. That'd be funny. Yo, uh, I think you should fight. <laughs> All right, say you do get a chance to come back for another fight, whether it's an exhibition or it's still, you know, a five-round, uh, five three-minute uh, three minute per round fight. Where do you want it? Vegas? I want it. I, I, uh, I don't really care. I'd like it in, in Vegas or maybe, you know, I think Vegas would be better than doing it in Los Angeles because it's just not a big enough crowd. But Vegas loves to do everything, you know. And I, and I just think it would get more publicity doing it in Vegas. And, you know, I have some contacts with that, and so does the PK with, you know, some of the hotels. So, uh, basically, you know, the PK is preparing something. We know he's going to bug the crap out of us. Right. So, you know, and he just went, Dan, get through it first. And then we'll talk about it. So it's like, yeah, you just don't want to talk about it until I'm absolutely ready. And he goes, yeah, well, you know, we're not going to convince you like we tried to do before and try to convince you not to do it because that's just a waste of time. <laughs> you know, even if I don't fight, I'm going to train like I have. I am going to fight so I can get myself back in the shape. But that's the only way I know how. Well, I'm just not going to, I'm just not going to work out for the sake of working out. I have to have a goal. And if, even if the goal is I'm going to act like I have a fight coming up, where even if I don't, I'll be in shape, you know, that I could. Right. Well, we're going to have that's to call good enough for me. Well, we're going to have to call up Boss Rutten and Karate Combat since they're the new uh, karate, full contact karate league that, that's out there and try to get you a spot with them. Yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. You know, Feature I mean, fight of the night. Get you against uh, Tommy for what, a rubber match this go around or at least a rematch. Uh, who, Tommy Williams? Yeah. The guy that fought. He yeah. just can't fight anymore. Oh. He's dead. Oh, so. that, that'll do it then. <laughs> yeah, he, he died in a car accident. So, I think it's a little tough. He comes through that. Right. That's a bigger comeback than me. Now, that would make a story. Then we'll okay, this guy's, match. this guy's had four heart surgeries, but this guy was dead. <laughs> you know, Dan, with you, it wouldn't surprise me if that actually was the case. 
that'd be funny. Mm-hmm. But, uh, all right. Well, Tommy's off the list for sure. But with you losing yeah. 20, 30 pounds, at least you can make 140. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I won the title at 154, so I know I'll be able to make that easy. Yeah. And all that. And then, uh, get the thing, you know, all set. But, you know, I'm, I'm going to just take it one step at a time, get through this, then go and, you know, train and see how it goes and, uh, keep my mindset as strong as I can keep. You know, I love the fight, you know, so it's like, it's the goal that sets me that even if I don't fight, I'm going to be in shape like I look like the fight. Because mm-hmm. people were freaking out over that picture. I didn't think they were going to be that big over that picture. Well, who was the nurse that took the photo so we can give her credit? Uh, well, it was just one of the uh, nurses. Okay. And, uh, and he, he went, uh, I'll take the picture. And he's like, okay, this is really strange. <laughs> <laughs> And then I showed him the picture, and I said, and he saw all the things. He goes, oh, my God. He goes, I, I follow martial arts a little bit. He goes, all these uh, comments are from all these champions. I mean, he's like, oh, my God. I'm like, yep. They all know what I'm going to do. So, they, you know, before when I had my first one, they all tried to talk me out of it in 84. You know, but now they're just like, oh, go ahead and do it, Dan. We'll all be there. <laughs> You know, there's no sense saying no to you, you know. All right, Dan, before I let you get back to your stationary bike and then your (laughs) your cords' jump ropes, two final questions. Let's start with this one. Dream comeback fight, either in PKA or even if we could hook something up with karate combat. Yeah, as long as the rules are are PKA rules, I don't want to get kicked in the legs. I hate leg kicks. Okay. So, you know, and my whole biggest thing is I've always, you know, because that's when kickboxing started, I like to kick kicks above the waist because that's what people want to see. Mm-hmm. Leg kicks are, is an art in itself, but people think, oh, anybody can kick the legs. Now, there's a way to do it and do it correctly, but people want to see those head kicks. Right. They want to see those jump kicks, and when you get kicked in the legs, you can't kick anymore. You know, and there's certain kicks that you just can't do when you're getting your legs pounded. So, you know, I'm a real strong believer in the PKA, and the problem with the PKA is that, you know, uh, UFC and all that, they had better marketers yeah. and better uh, publicity things. So they got a PKA started the whole thing with ESPN, but then they got smacked out because uh, UFC and all that were better marketers and smarter than them. So now I know what Joe Corley and Don Willis who are still headed to PKA are thinking Dan could be our thing to make a comeback. That's what they're probably looking at. But who would your, yeah. your dream comeback fight? Oh God, I don't know. I don't even know. I think half the people I fought don't fight anymore. Or, or you know, I know David Humphrey, who him and me had a rival. We fought three times. One was a draw. I won one. He won one. So we're always looking for a fourth one. But I don't know if. Uh, He's even fighting anymore, you know. I mean, he, you know, we're all in our 60s, right. you know, and all that. And because really there's no PK fights anymore, we have to figure out who's it going to be. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd rather fight someone who's not really known, but he's a good fighter, and they train him, you know, to fight PKA, and they fight against me, you know, because I know the title will be vacant. Because there are no champions, so the champions are gone. So it's like, and the PKA is kind of this. So any any division I fight in, the title is going to be vacant. And I want it to be a 12-round fight. I don't want to fight a five-round exhibition. I don't want to fight an exhibition. If I'm going to fight, I want to fight for real. 
you know, I want it to mean something. The exhibition is like, okay, it's like, you know, shadow sparring. And you want you a know. full 12 round, three minute fight. Two, well, in kickboxing, it's two minutes. Two minutes, sorry. <laughs> two minutes for one minute rest. Yeah, but I want a 12 round fight. Cause that's the whole idea, you know. Hey look, I'm coming back. One, I'm coming back after the heart thing, heart transplant. Two, I haven't fought since 98. So it's been like 22 years. Right. And my first fight back is a title fight. And, you know, normally if the PK was really big, it'd be really hard to get it because they, you know, they don't like to bypass the guys in the top 10. But because basically the PK is not really around, they are, they use the name for publicity things to help their businesses. But, uh, you know, it doesn't matter who I fight because nobody would know him anyway. And I'd be the most famous one there because all the other champions who don't want to fight anymore anyway, you know, like Don Wilson and Jeff Smith are older than I am, and they're like, we'll just work your corner. (laughs) (laughs) And Jeff Smith's already said, I'm getting ready to work your corner. (laughs) If you need another corner man, I'll be there for you too. Yeah, he's my biggest, uh, like, I started with him, he got me into... He's the one that got me into kickboxing, and he was like, I've never seen anybody. I mean, he gave me a great testimonial saying, I've never seen anybody like Dan. You know, so this might surprise some people that he wants to fight after a transplant. He goes, this is normal for him. I dig it, man. Hold on. I get so many people come in here. Sometimes they come in here, and they're like, no, I just want to see you. (laughs) For for what? They go, I don't know, just see how you're doing. Okay, do you do this with other people? They're like, no. Because we look at them and we know how they're doing. Right. We have no idea how you're doing. <laughs> you know, he, he goes, sometimes I wonder, why is he here? If it wasn't for the test they gave me, they go, why is he here? Right. Oh, I don't get it. You know, so, you know, I mean, it's good, you know, uh, when you get on a list, see, I'm, um, my blood type is, O positive, which is common. So there are a lot of people that are technically on the list ahead of me because right. it's a common thing. But because I'm an athlete and because my thing of surviving and lasting a long time with a new heart is better than everybody else, it threw me on the top of the list. And the only thing I'm waiting, they think I'm going to get one within two, three weeks. Wow. Well, let's hope, man, so, two, three weeks. Yeah. Well, you know, they said the reason why you've been here a month or two, we had to do all the tests on you. He goes, and the funny thing was, when he did the test the first time, they came in and go, we're going to do this thing. You just did it. Well, we got to do it again. Why? Because we don't believe the results that we got. You know, so we want to make sure they're the same results. He goes, is that good or bad? He goes, well, the results are showing really good. He goes, we're a little confused. I go, oh, great. I want doctors that are confused. (laughs) 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 They go, you're the talk of this whole floor. He goes, you know, so I was like, is that good or bad? He goes, I think it's good. You know. They're going to write medical papers on you. Well, they already have. NIH has a whole thing on me. They talked to NIH and they went, you know, we they sent them the thing and they went, did you really do this? I went, uh, yeah. <laughs> like, holy crap. <laughs> like, okay. They go, you do know this is different because we're going to put a whole new heart in you. I went, oh, to me, it's just another day at the office. <laughs> so, 
It's that they go, we've never seen anybody so mentally prepared. You know, people freak out, well, we're going to put a new heart in you and open you up. He goes, you act like it's nothing. Well, let's do it now. It's like, okay, you know, I just want to be able to get better and do what I want to do. You know, and fighting against what I want to do. Like I said, my biggest problem is going to be the athletic commission is not because of the heart, because the doctor told me it's my age. Right. Because I'm 64. You know, and they really, really don't like anyone fighting over 50. They're giving Mike Tyson a hard time because he's 54. You know, and he's fine. He's in better shape than most people. I, I you saw know. that fight with Roy Jones Jr. Um, Mike looks like he could step back into a uh, a 10-round fight easy. Oh, yeah. You know, well, he's going to him and Holyfield to fight again. Oh, wow. That'll be fun. Yeah, it's the third fight. You know, they're making, like, $100 million. I'm like, I wish I could make that. I'll fight them both at the same time. For $100 million? Uh, yeah, I don't you know, for $100 million, I'll fight Tyson and Holyfield at the same time in the ring. <laughs> and I won't kick. I'll just punch with them. I don't care. <laughs> for $100 million, <laughs> I don't blame you. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah. So, you know, so like I said, you know, I'm going, I told Tracy my biggest thing, you know, and I was talking to you, is... I, you know, I want to get publicity and I want to do this because it keeps me motivated. I just got to get my mindset is get the surgery done first. And then I'm, because I want to make sure, you know, the surgery goes well and I can, you know, do what I want to do. Right now I want to do it, but I got to see what happens after the surgery. I got you, man. You know. All right, Dan, before I let you go, last thought. What do you tell everybody that's made the excuse, I don't have time to exercise, my knee hurts, my elbow hurts, I have tennis elbow, I got a crimp in my neck, uh, any other ailment, you know, type 2 diabetes, for example, because that's manageable. What do you tell everybody that makes an excuse about exercise and fitness from the position that you're in right now, waiting for a heart and still shadow boxing and doing cardio? Well, my biggest thing is stop complaining and just do it because uh, you're going to do feel better, you're going to be better, you know, and it's not just physically you're going to be better, it's mentally putting your mindset. If you mentally go, oh, I have this wrong with me and I have that wrong with me, you lost 90% of the battle. You know, the physical part is easy. You can have bad knees, you can, have, you can always compromise and do things that can fix that. The thing you can't fix unless you get it done is your mental state. You know, your mental state has to be, you know, I'm going to do this. I don't care what the odds are, I'm going to get it done. It's what I want, and what I want, I'm going to get. You know, like I said, my biggest uh, thing with me wanting to fight again is going to be fighting with the people that don't think I should, and I'm dealing with people in the athletic commission that are lucky they can walk down the street without breathing hard. And they're telling me they don't think it's uh, healthy for me to do it. Well, I don't think it's healthy for you to, you know, walk down the street because you look like you're going to have a heart attack. My God, man. Fighting for your life, still doing it. Two-time world kickboxing champion uh, in the Professional Karate Association. You know, the PKA is still around. Maybe we'll uh, get a pay-per-view out of this. We'll try to hook you up with a couple of the other promotions that are still doing full-contact ta- uh, full karate um, with PKA rules. Survivor, uh, everything else that you got going on, man. I can't wait to see you out of the hospital so we can celebrate. Oh yeah, it's gonna, you know, I'm gonna have fun when I get out, believe me. Oh, I believe <laughs> you know, you. The, the hard part, the hardest part is gonna be for Tracy. 
you know, she's the one that's going to have to deal with me. <laughs> but, but, but the biggest thing I said to you, you got one thing on your side there, Roxy. Okay. I'm scared of you. <laughs> because if you, if you tell me, if you tell me I don't think you should do it, I'm going to listen to you because you scare me. <laughs> <laughs> probably the only, probably the third person in your life to scare you other than your mother and father. And not even, they don't even do it like Tracy does. She's like, she's already getting things ready, you know, and all that. So she's like, you know, she goes, I'm not going to convince you not to do it because she goes, I know that's a waste of time. I'm just going to make sure you do it right and you don't go crazy. So you, you know, which is, she goes, I'm going to teach you how to control it, which she's real good at. <laughs> so, you know, she's a good person to have in the corner. <laughs> there you go. Well, Dan, you know, I'm officially christened the new bionic man. Yeah, well, that's what they're calling me. These people just think I'm crazy. Well, we're also but we're also going to name you the living documentary. Yeah, and that, so that's you know, it's what keeps me going. If you gotta have, you gotta have a goal. You know, what's the sense of of doing stuff if you don't have a goal? You know, and sometimes you might not reach that goal, but at least you're trying. That's my biggest thing. It's not about you know, oh, I'm going to win the title. I might lose, but you know what? I accept that because I'm doing something that most people don't even think they can do. I'm going to do it. And the result will be what the result will be. You know, and I accept that. But I don't accept saying I can't do it. You know, that's more important to me, that I can prove I can do it. Now, whether I win or lose, you know, of course I want to win. But, you know, it's the name of of the uh, competitive fight game. You win some, you lose some. But I'm a winner because I did it when most people wouldn't even think about it. Makes sense, man. So, and having the support of Tracy, you, everything, just makes it even stronger for me. Well, I have a good backup team. I'm, I'm glad that, you, that I'm even honored to be a part of the backup team. So, oh, you know, that's what we're yeah. for. I can yeah, never, I can never make an excuse again that, ow, my knee hurts. <laughs> I will just change your heart. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe just some stem cell shots to start, and then we'll worry about everything else. Yeah, right. Everything. So they said, I said, you better find me. Like I said, if you can't find me a regular heart, just give me a like a lion's heart or a tiger's heart. Right. At least you know, a and, and, uh, yeah, well, gazelles run too much. I'd rather just have a, a fighter heart. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Dan Magnus, thank you so much for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. Oh, thank you for calling me and uh, and doing this for me. It it really motivates me and keeps me more, uh, you know, energized and more uh, empowered to, you know, get myself back to where I was. We're having a party when you get out of the hospital, my friend. (laughs) All right. Look forward to it.